At Vinton County National Bank, we believe in supporting the areas where we live and work. Now, we'd like to honor those who also serve our communities. Our new Community Champions account is especially for first responders, veterans, active military, and anyone employed in the fields of healthcare or education. This account offers rewards, discounts, and other benefits to those who give so much to others. Vinton County National Bank, rewarding those who serve. Would you like to work closer to home, save money on gas, and be rewarded for your hard work and attendance? Then Belicio Foods is looking for you. That's right, Belicio Foods is now hiring for multiple positions and shifts with great employee benefits, an on-site health clinic, competitive wages, and advancement opportunities. Belicio Foods is a company that truly values their employees. Apply online at Beliciofoods.com careers. Well, happy Friday, everyone. Welcome to the official end of summer. It's kind of sad. The unofficial end of summer. Hey, fall's coming up. Fall's my favorite season. So we were having this discussion yesterday about that. But uh, yeah, and uh, fall is fun. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff that happens in fall other than winter follows it. Right. Football started last night, so that's all I can care about. Uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Um, so, yeah. So, Labor Day weekend. I hope you all have some fun plans. Weather's looking great. Um, should be a beautiful weekend to celebrate. So, here we are, though, this morning because we're going to celebrate something really, really cool that's happening on September 14th. Um, and we have some very, very handsome young gentlemen here in the studio today. So could you tell everyone who you are? Andy Nelson. I'm the County Director for the Farm Service Agency that covers Jackson County and also serving this year as the uh, president of Farmers Club. And then my name is Josh Winters. I'm the Ag and Natural Resources Extension Educator down at OSU Extension. You've practiced that, haven't you? It, I've said it a couple times. It's, it's, so, it's so long. You have to just keep practicing. You have to look in the mirror and just keep reciting it back he to yourself. Did, you do that so well. Well, if I don't, then I'll forget something and then I'll get yelled at. I know uh, Dave Apsley, he works at our extension office. He just retired yesterday, but he always yells at me if I leave off the natural resources side because we're agriculture and natural resources. So we had to always had to practice that so he wouldn't yell at me. Well, you did. You guys did very, very well. And thank you for being here on the show today. And we're going to talk about something that has such a kind of a rich history here in our area. It's been going on for quite a while. Actually, I see 62nd yes. annual Farm City Field Day. And I learned something new off the air today, and, and we're going to tell you a little bit about it, why it's called Farm City Field Day, and uh, what you can expect. So so tell us a little bit about, um, first off, tell us a little bit about who puts on the Farm City Field Day. Okay. Yes, uh, Farm City Field Day is sponsored by the Jackson County Farmers Club. Yes, and um, I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't know that was a thing. Well, it is, and it has been about around about as long as Field Day. They were sort of started together. Um, Farmers Club was uh, organized, I think the first meeting was March of 1962. Um, wow. OSU Extension Service uh, and a, a group of farmers got together and said, hey, we need to have some educational things. We need to learn what new technologies are coming out there. We need to share ideas. Uh, so uh, Farmers Club was began, and that sort of, um, well, Farmers Club is open to everybody. It's There's no membership. It's it's just a county organization. Okay. Um, everybody's invited to a meeting. It's, uh, again, it's an educational thing. We have a meeting season that runs from October through June. Okay. Uh, Josh here is in charge of uh, getting um, topics for the meetings. Very uh, good. We meet on the third Monday of every month uh, at the extension office. Okay, that uh, makes sense. <laughs> so uh, in September, um, at the meeting this uh, coming up in September, we'll have a roundtable covered with some topics, ideas for him to work on scheduling speakers and uh, educational topics, and try to find things that are relevant or current. Uh, and some things sometimes they're not really ag issues, but they're just community issues. And okay, so again, it's 
you know, not designed just for farmers. It's for anybody that has an interest in a particular topic that's going on at that event that, that night. So I think that's super cool. And, and um, so, yeah, everyone's invited. Yeah. Yes, yes. And so then Farmers Club then got the idea that a Farm City Field Day was actually started the year before Farmers Club began. Uh, and it was, uh, again, a group of farmers got together and said, hey, we need to have more interaction between our the rural people, the farmers, and our city cousins. Yeah, we need to bring the community together as a whole. So, yeah, the yeah. intent was, okay, let's bring the, the urban folks out to the farm so they see where the food is coming from. Not Walmart. They see what farmers are doing. <laughs> and that's a big issue today. It really is. Yeah. We're, we're so far... We're more and more far removed from the farm than we were in 1962. Yeah, which is, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, the purpose of Field Day is even, to me, is even more important today than it was back then because Agreed. we have that further disconnection between um, urban folks and, and farm folks. It would be funny to take, like, a poll of, like, I don't know, I'm just throwing it out there, like, third graders and just ask them where, like, their food comes from and see what they say. Ask them where chocolate milk comes from. It comes from a brown cow, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Like it's yeah. all of the, you know, it would be interesting f for that. And I know that you guys do, that's a whole other thing um, to have this. I think it's the second grade classes out right. for, for the, you know, big day. And I think that's such a cool thing too. Yeah. The Farm Bureau with Ag Day out at the Extension yeah, that's what Office. It's called. Yeah. Yes. yeah. We get all the second graders from the surrounding areas and they come so and they good. get to you know, rotate through sessions like this. Uh, this year I was involved with the sheep, so they actually get to hands-on, get to touch a baby sheep, and it was, it was really fun for them. Yeah, that would be cool. So that's a good thing. But for us adults that still think that, you know, food comes from the grocery store, <laughs> that's where Farm City Field Day comes in, and it's called Farm City Field Day for because bringing the farm and the city together to understand about agriculture. So um, 62nd annual so cool yes. and so here's a fun fact and this is what we were talking about off the air is the fact that way back a few years ago <laughs> um towns used to close down on thursday afternoons because i i don't know why but they were open on like saturday so like stores you know, downtown stores, things like that would take Thursday afternoons off, I think, because they worked Saturdays. Is that correct? I believe so. Yeah. So that's kind of why this is always on a Thursday, right? Yes. It's always been the uh, second Thursday of September. And it was to make sure that, you know, the folks, when everything's closed in town, they had the opportunity then to, to come out to the to the country. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it was a really good, really good time, you know, when there's nothing to do and people want to find something to do. Yeah, and that was like obviously before our time, all of our time, I'm sure. And um uh you know, but it's just things have definitely changed. Things don't close now yeah. <laughs> ever. <Yeah. laughs> but uh no, we hope everybody comes out. So let's talk about Farm City Field Day and all of the things that are going to happen on September 14th. Well, if I could add to the go back to a little bit. Um Yeah. It is sponsored by Jackson County Farmers Club. But it's in cooperation with all the ag agencies and, and organizations in the county. So yes. um, our office, the Farm Service Agency, uh, Natural Resource Conservation Service, OSU Extension, uh, Farm Bureau, um, anybody that you know, has an interest in ag, we all, we all get together to put this on. So it's not just one person's show. It's not just Farmers Club's show. That's it's, perfect. It's a, a real collaborative effort for, for everybody to put it, it on. It takes a village, right? Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, but Farm Safe Field Day this year, it's on September 14th. So it's actually, we start on September 13th. So if you didn't already know, uh, we roast our own uh, beef throughout the pit roasting. Um, so we'll be out there on September 13th actually building the pit. So we'll dig it out. Uh, that will start around 10, 10 a.m., 11 a.m., and we'll get it dug out. And then around noon, hopefully we'll have the fire going. But we're going to take uh, wood and you can toss it in. You just slowly burn the wood because what we're trying to do is we're trying to turn that wood into coals yes. and get that slow cook factor. So we're going to keep burning wood, coals, wood, coals, wood, coals until we're there at the very go. top with the pit full of coals. And then we'll take some sand and we'll put some sand on top of it to create a layer where we can safely put our meat down on it. So it's not actually going to burn the meat. Okay. We're actually just going to set it on the sand. It's going to create like an oven type, you know, reaction outside. 
Uh, you're going to put it down in there, and then we've got steel bars that go across the pit, and then we'll put some sheet metal, metal over top of it and then put some dirt over top of it to seal it. And like we said, it's going to slow roast overnight. So we'll get the meat in probably somewhere around 10 o'clock, and then it'll sit untouched until about 5, 5.30 the next day when we'll take it out and we'll slice it. And now that's some real slow roasted beef. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's all natural slow roasting. So we always that's like to cool. promote that. And if anybody's interested in wanting to see how the process is done, feel free to come out. I know we had two people last year come out. Just you know, They had no affili affiliation with the Farmers Club, and they – came out and actually got to see the process, wanted to learn it all. I think that's so, so cool. Yeah, so they got to learn, and they're active members of the Farmers Club now. So it's it's really yeah, it's really exciting to see how it is, and it's real good fellowship because, you know, a lot of the time it's just we're waiting, toss some wood back into it, and then we're waiting and just seeing the whole <laughs> hurry process. Hurry up and wait, it's, right? <laughs> yeah, hurry up and we'll wait. But it's, it's a real fun time to be at. No, I think that's fantastic. And I think we failed to mention that this year's Farm City Field Day is a is – at one of the coolest venues, I think, that you could possibly have it. And it's one of um, our area's best-kept secrets, if you don't know anything about it. And that's going to be out at Henderson's Arena. And the Henderson family, um, of course, being a horse girl, I've known them, like, all my life. But um, they are fantastic folks. And it is um, such an amazing venue. Right. Such an amazing venue. Yeah, we're really excited to have it. One, because, you know, it's like you said, it's the hidden gem of Jackson oh County my gosh. agriculture. It brings in so much money to the industry. People have no idea how much money Henderson's Arena brings to our economy right. yearly all the time. Yeah, just by food, anybody coming in, just, you know, Hotels, 10 minutes away. Yeah, food, right. I mean, anything. Anything and everything it impacts. Yes. But them being the hidden gem of Jackson County for agriculture and you know, just being in a centralized location, you know, it's not too far for anybody to come out. So right on the highway, come right on out and see it. Uh, but for the programming that we're going to have is it's going to start at around 3 p.m. Just the educational program piece that we're going to have. They're going to talk about, you know, that kind of thing that we were talking about, how much money they do generate, because they've actually done some research and to see the estimated value that they've brought into Jackson County, which is really Love cool, to, really cool to see. And then uh, after that, they're going to do uh, horse programming. And then we actually have the Scioto and the uh, Stock, Stockdale Fire Departments coming in to do a grain bin rescue, uh, how they would you know, how they would interact if there was a grain bin issue or a rollover accident. Oh, wow. Um, that's so, cool. So that's going to be a really good. Kind of a simulation. Right. It's going to be a really good viewing of what you should do and what, what the emergency personnel is going to do once that was some, if something would occur. You know, heaven forbid it happens, but, yeah. you know, we want to be expect the unexpected. Sure. Um, and then we're also going to go and see an alfalfa field and talk about alfalfa growth, seeing, you know, how they grow alfalfa. I know they see the alfalfa on alfalfa. So we've got an extension specialist coming down to Very talk cool. about, you know, how you should do it, how you should grow it. And some cover crops will also be talking a little bit for the education pieces. So and that will be again on September 14th out at Henderson's Arena. And if you don't know where that is, it is literally um so easy to get to um you just head out state route 32 toward cincinnati from jackson um and then turn left on van fossen road and if you can't find it from there i don't know what to tell you it's the big arena that's there with the horse fences and all the stuff right and things stuff and things if you go past Van Fossum, just go to Glade. Yeah. Come and right on Glade. Come and back. Come back. Yes. <laughs> come back. Yeah, it kind of goes in a big loop. Um, and also, of course, Beth has such a beautiful um, tax shop out there, apparel store. Um, and people, I'm sure, will be able to have that opportunity to see that as well. Because it is, you know, when I was showing horses, you had to go to Columbus or Cincinnati or somewhere to get you know, apparel and tack and all of that stuff. And um, we have it right here in our backyard. Right. I mean, it's ridiculous. And again, I hope people understand that. Yeah, it's it's a really nice convenience to have. You know, they really found a market, executed the market. And, you Absolutely. Know, they're, they're providing a lot of benefit for the community and, you know, for, for Henderson's themselves, adding just a dot on the map for everybody to come to. Absolutely. Putting Jackson on the map, right? Right. Very good. Okay, so Farm City Field Day. Now, okay, so we're slow roasting the beef. How does one partake in um, eating the slow roasted beef? We will start use try to serve uh, around 6 o'clock. Uh, we'll open the pit about 5, uh, pull the meat out so it can start cool because it will be extremely hot coming I'd out I'd say of there. so. 
so we have to let it cool slightly so we can slice it. Uh, we'll bring it up to the serving area. We got some uh, folks that'll slice it up and then we try to get a crew of people uh, to that'll make the sandwiches and then of course the meal comes with uh, baked beans, coleslaw, potato chips. Um, so it's it's a full meal. There um, you go. A very, uh, a good meal. A lot of people brag. In fact, there will be, we still have a lot of people who come just for the meal. Okay. And you can so, do that too if you yes, want. Yes, absolutely. So is there, um, is, I know there's a charge for the meal, but like, is there, can you just come out and participate in the day or yes, do you? absolutely. There's, is there yeah, the any kind of The only charge fee? is the meal. We, um, okay. we just to cover costs. So we don't try to make money on it. It's sure. just to cover costs. Um, and, and even Farmers Club itself, there's, there's no membership dues. It's open to everybody. So, right. So no, there's, there's no fee for, for anything other than the cost of the meal for field day. Yeah, nowadays it's really hard to find, you know, getting a whole meal for ten dollars. Are you, know, you kidding? Getting, yeah, <laughs> you know, getting roasted, roasted beef. You know, I think we're getting some baked beans and some coleslaw, and you know, having yeah. that whole meal just for ten dollars, you can't. And it's also local roasted beef because we always procure the meat from a local farmer, so it's it's all very cool. Yeah. Okay. Very good. So again, practice what you preach, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, is the like the alfalfa and the cover crops and all that? Will that be right there in that vicinity as well? That people, it's all at Henderson's. So it's so the alfalfa and cover crop will just be moving maybe like a street over. It's really not too far away, but it's, okay, you know, one field away from Henderson. So we're okay. really not going too far, um, but it will be there. And like we said, the alfalfa field's already planted, so we actually get a visual repre representation cool. of you know the field, how it's looking, some opportunities that they could have. And having that extension specialist coming down and being a part of it, you know, you know, whether it's alfalfa or not, she's going to be able to answer any type of forages questions you have. So, you know, hay is a really big crop here in Jackson County. Uh, yeah. So have, bringing those hay questions. So if you just have a question about, you know, am I am I doing something right? Bring those questions and she'll answer them. And that's what extensions here for is we're happy to do it. So bringing in. That extension specialist is really, really helpful for that. You know, and we do have a lot of great resources with extension, with soil and water conservation, like all of this farmers club, you know, like all of these things. If you have any questions, we have the answers right here in our backyard. You just have to ask. Right, right. And then if I don't have We're an answer. We're so fortunate. Yeah. And if I don't have an answer for it, that's part of the extension too, is with having me, you have everybody for Ohio State. You find so, you know, it. Yeah, we've got multi-people like me in different counties, and we have just state specialists whose job is just to focus on that specific area. So, you know, if I don't have the answer to your specific question, I can send it on to someone who would, and we'll, we'll get an answer for you. We'll get it. Heck we'll get yeah. the right answer for you. Very, very good. Well, I am super excited about this, and, and again, it's a really fun um, it's a really fun day. Um, everyone is welcome. And that's the main thing is that, you know, that you are welcome. Absolutely. Right. You don't have to be a member of a club. You don't have to be a farmer. You don't, it's just a really cool day to get everybody together. And you mentioned fellowship and it's right. a wonderful day for that as well. Right. It's a fun time had by all get a good meal. And if you can make it out to the educational piece, you'll, you'll be able to get to learn something. So it's, it's, it's going to be a good day. Many of the folks that have been there for years and years, you know, they look forward to coming and visiting, visiting with those people they don't maybe get to see all throughout the sure. years. So again, it's it's a good time for everybody. It's like the Apple Festival, you know, everybody yep. comes home at the same time for that, and it's right. the same same with this. So you know, it kind of does look like the Apple Festival. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, and there's plenty of parking, uh, plenty of space for everybody to roam around. And honestly, if you just haven't seen Henderson's. I mean, you're going to be in awe right. of, of how cool it is out there. Right. You see the one building off the, just driving on the highway, but then you start looking back and they've got building after building after building over Correct. there. So just being able to get that walking and getting the view, everything is just really cool. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, guys, is there anything else you wanted our viewers to know about while you're here? I don't think so. I think that covers everything. Just come out September 14th. If you can make it for the educational piece, we'll be starting at 3 p.m. And then if you want to come out just for the meal, there's no problem in that. We'll we'll gladly serve you some roast beef starting at 6 p.m. for $10 for the meal, $8 for just a sandwich. So, um, oh, okay. I actually do want to hold them for a few more moments because we have uh, quite a few photos. I was hoping to show off. Maybe they could talk okay. about. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we can talk about those. That would be great. So this photo is actually from last year's Farm City Field Day over at Tom Jolly's. So this is, uh, you know, getting in closer to around probably 7 p.m. in the evening of burning the pit. 
you can see the pit burn is that out the there. flame that's the flame oh my god so, so we're burning it hot because we want to burn it fast because you know we don't want to be there all night trying to get it going so we burn it hot burn it fast and you see the amount of wood that we use we use we use a good bit of wood to get all those the, the coals into the pit so we've got wood on standby and then uh, after this picture we would go and we get the sand and then we would dump the sand on top of the actual coals very cool So uh, I did pull some older social media posts, so these may be from even like farther dated years. Yeah, I believe that one, that previous one might have been from Circle M Farms. Looked like people standing in line. Um, or maybe during the orientation or yeah. the opening ceremony. I recognize a few faces from back here, so I'm pretty sure that's where that one was at. Very cool. That looks like, is that, that probably Circle M too? Yeah, that looks like Tammy. Yeah, yep, that's yep. Tammy. Yeah. For sure. And I think this might actually be from another event they held. I think it's like dinner in the street or something. Yeah, that oh, one yeah, that's like the Farm street. Bureau. Yep. Yeah, so that'd be the Farm Bureau, but that was, uh, kind of came up when I had searched up this event. Yeah, and that's a cool event coming up too, and we'll have Kim come back on that. And I, I like to call, I always say this dinner in the street is like a Hallmark movie moment. Right. Because it's you watch Hallmark movies mm -hmm. and it's like the most perfect, beautiful, you know, everyone from the community comes together in the small town and has this like lovely meal and whatever. And so uh, that will be coming up here. And I think it's October, I think. Yeah, Something I haven't like seen that. Anything on the dates. Yeah. She said they were getting ready to, to do a big announcement last time I talked with her. So, yeah. So. And then there's one of our sponsors at last year's Farm Safe Field Day. Um, so if, if you want to come out as a business, feel free to come out and, you know, oh, yeah, so we'll have a bunch of different types of businesses there, you know, sharing what they can do for local farmers or like we said, it's not only for farmers, but what they can do for the community. Perfect. So we'll have a bunch of different businesses set up like pop-up tents and having handouts and giveaways and stuff like that. Very cool. <laughs> and we will have several uh, people bring uh, antique tractors so to, fun. to set up. And uh, depending on the year, we've had uh, several years. So it's just people like to see some of the older equipment that was used back in the day. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and that I'm, I'm glad that picture popped up because bring the kids. Right. Bring, Absolutely. bring your Absolutely kids. Absolutely family friendly. It's Come an on educational out. thing. That's yeah. the way we look at it. We want to get everybody involved. Sure. And uh, yeah, I believe that was it for the photos that I had. Cool. Yeah. But no, I'm glad that you that we need didn't, needed to touch on that. that yeah. Bring the kids. It's a good time. Yeah. Yep. Good time by all, no yes. matter what the age. All right. And September 14th, you don't have to register or anything. Just show up. Just show up. We'll feed you. Say feed you, and if you come for the educational piece, we'll try and teach you a thing or two. There you go. Three o'clock out at Henderson's Arena on September 14th. Dinner around six, and um, we invite everybody to come out. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. All right. Oh, thank you guys. Thank and you. have a wonderful holiday weekend. Yeah, the you. unofficial start to cold weather. And football season. And football that's, that's season. That's the right thing to say. Football I know. Season. So um, it was so funny. I told my, we uh, always get together with my, my cousin and whatever over Labor Day. And um, so I said to Jamie, I was like, oh, how about Saturday? And he was like, <laughs> and I'm like, what? He's like, Ohio State football right. starts Saturday. I was like, Okay, we'll do Sunday. <laughs> I tell you what, I got. I, it totally went over my head that that's even like already. I have two weddings I have to go to, and they're both on Saturdays, and I'm already just <laughs> frantically panicking about when the game's going to be on, what games I'm going to be missing, because I only get like twelve or fourteen weeks of this. I so, know, so. I know. No, and I remember when we planned our wedding, um, we planned it for um, August. I think it was eleventh. It's either eleventh or twelfth. Twelfth, I think. I don't know. I don't know where my anniversary is. Anyway, I know it was 2020 and that way I could remember or 20, 2000. So I can remember when we got married or how long we've been married. But no, we booked it like mid-August because I was like, we will not be having a wedding during Ohio State football season. It's not going to happen. That's so, the way to do it. Yes, absolutely. If you want people to come to your wedding, 
Don't do that. Yep. Don't do it in the fall. <laughs> That's a whole other story we could talk about sometime. But guys, have a great yep. holiday weekend. Be safe out there. And uh, we'll see you at the event. That'll Perfect. be fun. Yep. We'll see you. Thank you. All right. Cool. Thanks for spending your morning with us. Thank you. All right. I think uh, Mr. Jeremiah's hanging out in the wings here to um, come over. And we're going to do some news uh, to uh, wrap up our Friday before Labor Day. But uh, let's go over that weather forecast. So, because I know a lot of you are wondering about the weekend weather forecast, what it's looking like all the way through your Labor Day Monday. And what it looks like is an absolutely gorgeous day today, tomorrow, um, mid to high 80s. Um, no rain in the forecast for the weekend, which is fantastic, unlike our um, 4th of July weekend, which was a little bit um, sketchy to say the least. But um, so, and then Sunday getting up into around 90 and then beginning of your work week all the way through next week, highs up into the 90s and no uh, rain in sight. So there you go. Not too bad. Uh, probably pretty seasonable for this time of the year, honestly. So, all right. Well, Jeremiah is here. He is ready to party. We have on our blue shirts. We, we're that's matching. not very Ohio State-like, is we're it? We're matching. Well, that tells you how much I keep up with uh, football and stuff. <laughs> we're like wearing the 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 blue of the team up north. Right. Um, Dang it. Oh, I need shit. to get my stuff together. Right. Um, so I, I got the, what I could together, Jen. Okay. I uh, wasn't prepared to come in today. So, oh, well, um, surprise. Here surprise. You are. Here we are. So, uh, I asked um, him maybe so, like five minutes ago. Yeah, we, minutes we, ago. We, I, yeah, so I, I've got some stuff that we can talk about. Sure. Um, so earlier this week, on Monday, August 28th, there was a water main rupture on high street so i heard something about that it didn't obviously Here's, affect me but it, it affected me so i live on that northern northern side of town okay city of jackson here's a photo that i managed to get it wasn't um, just a little leak was it, it was not just a little <laughs> leak um i wish i could send the video clip that goes with this but this is a still from the video i wasn't able to send the video it was too long okay but they were just pumping the water out of there. But it was a 12-inch main line that ruptured. It was on High Street. Oh, my god! Right by, right by the uh, ball fields there. Okay. So between Main and Wood Avenue is where this was located. And uh, I snapped this on our way out to the in-laws to take a shower that night. Because we had no water. <laughs> no water. We yes. had no water. And Dylan, as a video clip, here is what the water looked like Monday. Ooh. And uh, I mainly had a lot of air, yeah, not so much water, um, coming out of our lines. And even as of this morning, my water is still discolored. Is it really? Yeah, and okay. I live I live out in the northern part of town. I know some other people have reported that their water sometimes will clear out and it goes back and forth. And um, actually, had somebody come from the water department to check my water at the house, and they said that it's just probably going to take some time. Because of where they had to, um, you know, reverse the lines and everything. Then they had it shut off and did repairs. So is the water safe or is, so, are we on a boil advisory? No, we, what's the deal? We are no longer on a boil advisory as of... I'm guessing you're not doing shots of that water though, Jeremiah. No, I was not. Not making your Kool-Aid with it? No. <laughs> I So I did very little um, this week uh, as far as like washing... You're not, you're not supposed to wash the dishes during a boil order unless you have like a dishwasher or something that gets it heated sure. up enough, the water. Um, Obviously so, don't do laundry. Yeah, don't do laundry or anything like that. But no, as of uh, this was the boil order for that was lifted as of 6.51 p.m. on Wednesday, August 30th. Okay. And it happened on Monday evening is when that ruptured out there. But that was a mess for everybody that lived on the northern side of town there. And uh, it has since been repaired, and they say that the water is safe. Um, actually, the individual from the water department that came to my house to check my water told me that they've done numerous um, bacteria testing and they, they said the water's safe, so I went ahead and did some dishes last night, even okay. though the water was still a little yellow. That's cool, though, that they're coming out and checking for yeah, you. Yeah, I was surprised. Yeah, I got a knock at the door, and because I happened to be working from home yesterday, and they're like, do you care if we come in? I said, sure, don't mind the mess. Because <laughs> I wasn't expecting company, you know. And um, they came in and took a look at it, and they said, have you flushed your water much? And I said, I did. I said, maybe I need to do more. And probably... Yesterday, I ran it, I don't know, at least an hour 
just open taps yeah. just and kept flushing the toilet. And uh, this morning it was looking a little clearer, but it still kind of had a little bit of that yellow tint. Okay, it may take a so, while for it to, to get may out take a there. while for it to clear out. I, that's a big water. That's a water main explosion. Well, they were yes, <laughs> it was it was a mess. A leak. It was a mess out that way, and um, he was telling me that they lost a significant portion of water because there's a water tower out there by Northview. Yes. A lot of that got drained. Oh, no. And like just, you know, during that incident because of where it was pouring out. Yeah. So they had to refill that tank, that tower out there. And uh, so anyhow, hopefully if you, uh, they did say that if you still have uh, discolored water that you can call the city utility department. Okay. That number is 740-286-4419. Okay. Yeah. Is the number. So that's why I called and said, hey, you know, it's been... You know, however long after they lifted it, and I was still having some issues. Sure. So makes sense. Um, but as of this morning, it, which I was half asleep when I was leaving this morning, but it looked like the water was a little. <laughs> I didn't know what planet I was on. But yeah, looked like was it was a little clearer. Maybe I don't know. So hopefully, it'll be okay. So that's that's a little bit about that that happened earlier this week. Okay. Um, we had a we had a crash, Jen. Oh no! Another crash. You want to guess where? It's uh one of the one of the usual. Uh, let's see, Mayhew Road and State Route 32. You're close. 139 and State Route 32. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, you you got it. That's that's it. So I'm not laughing about a crash. So it's I'm just... just sort of curious on this. Is that the road or the highway that leads towards Rio Grande? No, that's 35. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I take that every day. Yeah, so. no, this is 32. No, 32 like, it's goes the to other Cincinnati one. or Athens. Yeah, okay. Um, and then 139 would be like the road that goes like off of that into toward the high school, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I think you can take it to go down to like, um, what? Minford. Yeah, Minford, Irons, and. Yeah. Or, is it Iron? Not Irons. No, that's um, 93. Anyway, we Portsmouth. Yeah. I think it takes you down to Portsmouth. But anyway, I, I think he had a picture of the semi. So here's the oh semi. My. So it was, so this happened, this was Tuesday evening, August 29th, at the intersection of State Route 32 and 139. Uh, two local juveniles were transported to the hospital with non life threatening injuries. Okay. Um, so at approximately 6 23 p.m., emergency personnel were dispatched to a two vehicle crash involving a 2003 Honda Civic. And as shown in the picture here, this is a 2023 Peterbilt semi. Uh, the High State Highway Patrol uh, report said that um, Alex Edwards, 17, was, well, I guess you can say Alexis, but I said Alex. Alexis Edwards, 17, of Jackson, was traveling northbound in the Honda Civic on State Route uh, 139 and failed to yield at the intersection of State Route 32. Um, I believe they were traveling northward on 139 across okay. the intersection edward's car was struck by the 18 wheeler driven by christian Penard, uh, 29 in north carolina uh, that was traveling eastbound on state route 32 edwards and her 16 year old passenger aaron edwards also jackson sustained non-life-threatening injuries as a result of the crash the pair was transported to holzer medical center and the driver of the semi was not injured. Okay. So there was, um, so that roadway out there at State Route 32 was closed for approximately one hour while the scene was cleared. However, one lane there where you can see the semi was closed for a period of time while a cleanup had to take place. Um, Jackson County Emergency Management Agency Director Rob Chekleski called me late. Tuesday evening, and I said, it's never good when we get a call from you this late, yeah, sir. What's going on? And um, he said, you know, we had this crash out here at 139, and the semi has lost roughly 50 gallons of diesel fuel. Oh, no. Okay. So the um, the passenger side fuel tank there, you can, well, you can't see in the picture, but you can see on the ground some of the diesel fuel yes. where they're trying to keep it contained to that little area. Well, yeah. some of it got out into the median there. 
And when that happens, they have to um, they have to dig that soil out of the median to do as a part of the cleanup. Yeah. And the Ohio um, EPA uh, showed up at the scene to inspect the scene to make sure it was cleaned up properly. Gotcha. But that side, what I was going to say was the side fuel tank of the semi uh, was taken, I guess, taken off during the or damaged during the crash. And I'm calls. just going to tell you a 2003 Honda Civic getting hit by a semi those pass those yeah you know people in that car are lucky to be very, alive very lucky yes especially i mean and this uh, i mean this happens all the time at this intersection and uh, you can see really far in both directions i i just people i, have I don't a know theory if, about that i don't know if they just get in a hurry just i have what? a theory about it because i pull out off of standpipe road every day mm-hmm. onto state route 35 Okay. And I have to make a conscious effort. And this is my theory about that. I think you look far down the road and you don't look close. If that makes any sense. That makes sense. I think you... You look and you're like, okay, I got time. And I... Yes. You're not seeing that there's a car right beside you. You're looking on down the road. Okay. And so I consciously look, okay, I'm right beside me down the road, right beside me again before I pull out. That's like my right. my thing. And and I just think that that's what it is. I think people look far and they don't look near. Near. That makes sense. That's a good theory. Just Jen's theory on yeah. that. So that, um, I'd say that juvenile has probably been sided with, um, you know, feller to yield from yeah. a stop well, sign. We're just happy that. I'm just glad that everybody's yeah. okay. Yeah. And uh, just wanted to share that that happened from earlier in the week. Um, hate to get into this, but uh, COVID nineteen is back in the news, Jen. Well, you could have just gone all weekend and not said that. Jeremiah. I, I could have, but you know, we are going into a holiday weekend, so just yep. uh, just be aware that numbers are on the rise again. Oh no, what's what's um, going on? So, is Jack's, there a new situation or I, I? Well, I know they say that there's new variants and stuff out there. Um, you know. Some of, probably some of the other stuffs just so the health department put out a release yesterday. We got this okay, um, and they just just wanted the public to know that there has been an increase in COVID nineteen cases here locally. And here is a comparison for you. Okay, in the month of July, they had twelve new COVID cases reported for the month of so far in August. I don't know what their cutoff was. I don't know if it was yesterday or you know because we're in September now. Um, so it may have been God. We are. Yeah, today's September first, believe it or not. But um, they said so. They said so far in August. So I don't know where their stopping point in August was okay. for this report. So they went from twelve new COVID nineteen cases to a hundred and twenty four. Whoa! New COVID nineteen cases in August. In August. Whoa! So that's a pretty big jump. Yeah. Um. And that's. I mean, you're talking about people that are actually reporting it. Right, because a lot of you know folks just aren't even testing anymore or right. whatever. Yeah, just... these are people that you know have tested and it's being recorded. Wow. Um, they did say you know there's a wide range of symptoms and uh, can vary depending on your vaccination status and the different COVID nineteen variants. There's so many of them now. It seems like um, I don't even yeah. know what the newest one's called. Do you? I <laughs> I think everyone's just kind of like. Yeah. Turned it out of their minds, so. you know, because it was just, you know, like I like to say, and I, you know, I'm sure I'll tell the kid one day, you know, during the dark days, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, it was this variant and that variant uh, and, you know, so they, they just said as a reminder, some symptoms of COVID-19 include fever, chills, cough, difficulty breathing, tiredness, muscle or body aches, headaches, sore throat, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, and new loss of taste or smell. Which that's one of the, you know. I'm just going to tell you, all the other stuff's whatever, but the losing the taste and smell is a real bummer. I So I've never got, so did you, did you experience, mm-hmm. so I never, I've I, never got to experience any of the COVID stuff. And, uh, oh, it's fun. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't even hardly sick. I just couldn't taste or, I mean, I, I did, it was like the worst cold you've ever had. I mean, that was my experience. Just like, ugh. Mm-hmm. You know, you just felt bad. But the whole loss of taste and smell thing is a whole other situation whole other because it just messes with everything that you do. You don't realize. Realize, yeah. Um, um, they did say with some of the variants, uh, you may have no symptoms at all. 
And if you have any of these symptoms, uh, if you do have symptoms, you know, consider getting yourself tested. It says if you're exposed to COVID-19, the health department, along with the CDC, recommend that you start precautions immediately. It says wear a mask when around others, uh, isolate yourself for five days after exposure and get tested for covid If you test negative, continue to wear a mask for at least five more days and retest yourself if symptoms arise. It says if you test positive, continue to isolate yourself and wear a mask around others until you have no fever for 24 hours and have little to no cough. It says please contact your employer for their guidelines about staying home from work. And they said that you can get a free COVID-19 test at the health department. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, there's another n- number of other ways you yeah. can just get the library, library has them. them. You know, there's other places that you can get them as well. Uh, they did note that a new COVID-19 vaccine is expected this fall. It says once the vaccine is available, the health department will release information on how to receive that new vaccine. Yep. And they said that you can call the health department at 740-286-5094 Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. with any questions. And they also have a primary care clinic there at the health department that is open Monday through Wednesday from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. And Thursdays from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. If you or someone you know needs to be seen, you can schedule an appointment and walk-ins can also be seen. It says no one will be turned away for inability mm-hmm. to pay, and there is no out-of-pocket cost for those with insurance. Yeah, and you can, you know, if you maybe haven't been boosted in a little bit uh, and you would like to, um, yeah, contact the health department. Or, you know, if you're just at your family doctor, I, I assume that they are still doing some vaccines sh- and things I'm like sure, that as yeah. well. Or just talk with them about it and... and um, you know, it's we're about time to start getting flu shots. That's too. what I was just thinking. It's, yeah, so I, maybe I, just double whammy, do it. Do and, it, yeah. Um, yeah, it's getting to be that season for flu and RSV as well. Yep. Um, which RSV that presents a lot more in children and yes. older adults. But the um, the flu uh, last year was the first time I'd had a flu shot since two thousand three. And I got it because, you know, the little guy, yeah. I said, you know, I didn't get one last season, but, you know, it sounded like flu might have been bad or was going and to be was. bad. And uh, fortunate, I never did get it, but I did get the shot. Yep. And I was okay. I yep. was, you know, the last time I remember I got it and I still ended up getting the flu that year because I don't know if it was different. Variant Probably. Or what, I mean, they just guess, right? They do just so. guess on that. So. Anyhow, just just know that it's on the rise. And um, all right, just, well, if you're feeling bad, just stay home. That's yeah. you know the big thing. Just take um, precautions. And, you know because again, as we said during all of this, what did you say? The dark the days. The dark days. During the dark days. <laughs> yeah, the shutdown um, and staying at home. And just yeah, like lockdown just, order. It's and, not even necessarily about yourself; it's about others. Right. So. So. Anyhow, um, so I, I mentioned the holiday weekend. Don't forget yeah. Labor Day is on Monday, September 4th. So um, entities in Jackson and Benton County, including those villages, cities, governmental offices, all, the offices. all those folks will be closed on banks, Monday. So if you got, yeah, banks, any of that stuff, if you have anything you need to do, you need to get that done today or tomorrow um, because, you know, those folks will be closed. And we have a uh, complete schedule was in our Wednesday edition of the telegram of the closures, including the trash pickup schedules. So I'm not going to run through all those because we covered that on Monday. Mm-hmm. So um, just be aware that your trash collection schedule may vary okay. due to the holiday. Um, I'd like to get into some other stuff here sure. uh, that I had printed out from earlier in the week. So back in June, the United States post office in Jackson celebrated a notable anniversary of 200 years, Jen. Uh-uh. Not that particular building. Holy moly. Not not this particular building. No, it didn't celebrate 200 years. Just the post office being in Jackson celebrated 200 Why years. They did that during the po- like via Pony Express back then. <laughs> so we so we have a photo. So this is what it looks like nowadays. Yes. This is a photo I took recently and here's a photo that we were able to get when this was after it was dedicated. Wow. So this photo here is from when it was dedicated in 1932. Wow. Is when that was when the... Go where, back and forth again. Go go back to the... 
and not, not much. I mean, not much has changed. You can see they've added the you know handicap ramp yeah. there off to the right side of the building, and then a lot more and, concrete and pavement out front. <laughs> right, right, and um, but yeah, you wow. can you can see how they they've taken that window there on the right side of the building and turned it into a door. Yeah. And that's where that, that ramp that, leads up. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting to kind of see that side-by-side -side, uh, comparison of it. But that, yeah. that, that building was built um, sometime, well, it was dedicated in 1932. So sometime before that, um, you know, they had to construct it. I have a little more information here. I wonder, what, where was the original post office? Or do you know any I, of that information? No, I'm not, I'm not sure. But I do have some... I do have Anybody some, remember? Do have well, I doubt anybody remembers because it's two hundred years old. Nobody's well, ever been around. I mean, you know like what I mean? Before even thirty-two, right? Um, there, there was different locations uptown. Okay, and um, I have some of that information here too. Um, now, the original post office was established on June 9th, eighteen twenty-three. Okay. Is when it was established. I'm not sure where that original one was, mm -hmm. but um, it was con that was considered the start date because that's when the postmaster was appointed. Okay. Now, several years earlier, October 1st, 1804, there was a post office in Jackson, and it was named Salt Lake. Okay. But that wasn't considered the first, um, which the postmaster at that post office at Salt That's Lake cool. was Roger Sheldon. Then the name of the post office was changed to Jackson C.H., and we believe the C.H. is courthouse. Okay. You know, because Jackson County Courthouse is here in Jackson. Sure. Um, on July 1st, 1817, and it says Nathaniel Andrews was the postmaster there. But it says, however, Sheldon and Andrew weren't appointed postmasters, so neither date of 1804 nor 1817 were considered establishment dates. Um, according to the United States Post Office, uh, the establishment date is the date when the first postmaster was appointed. So they had to be appointed. For it to stick. Very cool. So the um, so, so that date of 1823. So that's why they say you know June 1823 20, to June 2023. <laughs> that's 200 years. That is crazy. Um, so the there have been a number of post office buildings in Jackson over the years. Early postmasters had struggled in small store front type facilities with only a small amount of space. Um, some known locations that I was able to find doing some research and with help of um, local historian uh, Robert Bob Irvin. Yeah. Uh, one of the locations was the Hummingbird Music Center, was a post office at some point in the past. Okay. And where Terry's Pawn Shop was. Really? That okay. was another location, but I don't think I, I had a picture of it, of folks standing out in front of it, but I don't think I sent that one to Dylan. Um the current post office, located on the corner of Main and Columbia Street in Jackson, was dedicated on April 12th, 1932. Uh, the dedication was arranged by the Jackson Chamber of Commerce, and it was, and it said for some 20 years, the citizens of Jackson had sought to build a building that would be a credit to the community and represent the federal government. It says the dedication program... Uh, back in 1932, began with a banquet um, at the where the Christ United Methodist Church is, Portsmouth Street. And it says there was more than 250 guests present. Um, the duties of the Master of Ceremonies were conducted by Charles H. Jones. Okay. So that's a familiar name. Who made all the appropriate introductions. And um, it says after that ceremony, they even had like a like a parade down to the new post office from the church. Wow, it must have been a real big deal. <laughs> yeah, and it says that was laid, uh, led by the American Legion Drum and Bugle Corps and also the Jackson High School Band, um, led by the drum major, um, J James Thomas, huh. uh, led that down to the post office. So I'm sure there's, there was some stuff said there too, but that was just kind of interesting uh, stuff that has happened there. Um, the postmaster, when it was dedicated in 1932, was Jess Bells, and they officially opened that facility that we currently go to. Was opened on Saturday, April 16th, 1932. Cool. Today, uh, the postmaster is David J. North Jr. 
He was appointed officer in charge on January 14, 2020, with North becoming postmaster April 11th, 2020. So I'd like to like to shout out um, Mr. Irvin for his help. Yeah, uh, thanks, he Bob. he had some information uh, in his books, and uh, he had done some research and found an article in the Jackson Standard Journal from July 19th, um, 1916, that had some uh, information regarding the post offices that I was able to use. So uh, thank thank him for that, and um, that's a story that we'd put on and just. Uh, Hope to get in a future edition here. Sure. But last time I was in the post office, um, one of the postal workers had pointed out to me that they were having a special uh, milestone, but then it took a little work to uh, find what I needed to yeah. kind of write something. And then uh, with everything else that's gone on, it's just, <laughs> just haven't quite got to it. Um, so a little, little information about the Oak Hill Union Local Schools. Um, Every other year, nominations are accepted for the Oak Hill Union Local Schools Hall of Honor. Yes. Uh, this year, two Oak Hill High School graduates were inducted for 2023. To be considered for the Hall of Honor, a uh, nomination has to be a former employee, board of education, member, uh, volunteer, patron, alumni, or other. And um, usually these inductees are announced during the Oak Hill High School graduation in May. But for some reason this year it wasn't, and they made the announcement of the two um, Oak Hill High School graduates uh, being inducted into that during the Wednesday, August 16th meeting. Okay. Um, Oak Hill Superintendent Jason Mantell had the honor of announcing the inductees. Um, the first one was Jack M. Woolham, and I think we have a photo. Um, sorry, the only thing I can find is fishing team. I think that's not it. No, there, there should be another one there. I saw it when you were going through. Um, would it be this? Uh, that's um, that, that's just a notable photo. Um, when I did go down to the school board meeting, um, Oak Hill's entrance has now got wrapped. Um, oh, with decals cool. at the front. That looks good. And it's kind of like Jackson has, where it's kind of like a one-way deal. Yeah. You can't see in, but you can see out. Um, and it was really nice. I, so I, I got that. Yeah, so I wanted to throw that up. That was something new that students were welcomed back to this year. Oh, go ahead and throw the other pictures up, Dylan, and we'll okay. we'll just go through them until we get it. Uh, th that was just kind of a fun little signage they oh. had out welcoming <laughs> the students back. So Oak Hill, Oak Hill Schools went back. Uh, it would have been August 16th was their first day. That's funny. So they were greeted with, with that there. Okay, so that was the uh, that was the bass fishing team. Um, they had honored them. Uh, pictured there that is Oak Hill High School bass fishing team captain Justin Williams, and he's pictured with Evan Potter, who is part of the Oak Hill High School bass fishing team. Um, there was another student that was a part of that team being honored, but wasn't able to be there. That person was let me see here, Brandon Brown. What's the other person? Um, those two boys had won at the state tournament and advanced to the national tournament in Wisconsin. They placed 106th nationally. They finished 20th out of 393 teams in the worldwide comp competition. <laughs> That's pretty good. That is pretty good. And, um, O'Kill, you know, has had a fishing team for a few years now. So that's, that's really good for them. And uh, let's see what other pictures you got, Dylan, or is that it? Uh, here's some more honorees. Um, so this is the Oak Hill. This would be the Oak Hill Middle School students who were honored for perfect test scores on spring 2023 or on their spring 2023 Ohio state test. So oh, earlier cool. this year, these folks had taken the yeah. state test and they got perfect scores. So you have their... That is Oak Hill High, new Oak Hill High School middle school principal. That's Josh Donnelly. Yep. There. Um, you have Ty Irwin. He was honored for a perfect score in grade seventh math. And then you have um, Kayla Lewis, perfect score, seventh grade math. Chelsea Fobble, that's perfect score for sixth grade math. So that's um, a little bit on that. You got some more honorees. These are the elementary students who had perfect store scores during that same state testing. Super cool. Um, you have Haley Lewis, perfect score, fourth grade math. Uh, Sophie Edmond, perfect score, fourth grade math. Parker Moore, 
perfect score, uh, third grade language arts, English language arts, Titus Little, perfect score, grade three math, um, Mitchell Gillen, perfect score, grade four math. And uh, in the back row there, you have some of the teachers for grades three and four, and you also have Oak Hill principal, elementary principal, Rebecca Potter. Cool. So is that it, Dylan, as far as pitchers? Yeah, Did that's it. We not have the honorees. Okay. Well, there was, there was, we can go ahead and talk about it. So the, the, we don't have pictures, but, um, this was in on the front page of a recent edition of the Telegram. Mm-hmm. They had, we had this on there. So it was Jack M. Woolham and Joyce York McClurg were the Aww, two yeah. inductees. And, uh, I'll tell you a little bit about them here. Um, Let's see. So Mantel first recognized Woolham. Now Woolham passed away on Saturday, March 24th, 2018 at okay. the age of 70. So he was kind of being honored, um, you know, after death yes. to be inducted into that. Um, he was a 1966 graduate of Oak Hill High School. Uh, after high school, Mr. Woolham pursued a higher education at Franklin University, earning a degree in business he went on to earn a master's degree from Eastern Michigan University and credentials as a certified public accountant. Woolham, there you go. So there, you, uh, so this, um, so the folks accepting the award in honor of Mr. Woolham, uh, this is longtime friend. You can see there shaking hand. That is um, Chuck Miller, and then there with him, that is Chuck's wife, uh, Julie. Um, the pair accepted the uh, the honor of the induction on half of their late friend Jack Woolham. Chuck told me that they had been friends for yeah as long as he could Forever, remember. Yeah. Got into all kinds of stuff, trouble. <laughs> he said that um, after his death, they kind of became the uh, overseers of um, uh, I don't know what you call it. His money. Yeah. Um, there was a scholarship opened up. Cool. Um, that they were able to do for Oak Hill students as a part of, um, you know, him. Um, anyhow, the, the other person that was honored was, uh, Joyce McClurg. Uh-huh. She was a 19, there, there she, she is, is. 1962 graduate of Oak Hill high school. Uh, McClurg has served the schools and community in many ways over the years. She has been involved in beautifying Oak Hill committee, the festival flight committee, she has selflessly volunteered her time in the Oak Hill Band Program as well as the Oak Hill Choir Program since 2006. She has also shared her talents of announcing the Marching Oaks. LeCurg has served Oak Hill students playing and sharing her talents on the piano. Piano has also played. Um, she's also played for graduation. Uh, she has given back to the school district and community for the betterment and enjoyment of the village of Akil as a whole. Joyce has her hands in a whole lot of she different does. events and, and yes. things. So congratulations to uh, both those folks yes. on being um, inducted into that hall of honor down there. Very cool. Well uh, let's see. We got still got a couple minutes here. I think I got a few more things we can touch on. The Jackson County Dog Pound will be holding its uh, annual yard sale. That's coming up September 9th, and it will be at the Christ Church of Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says um, on Portsmouth Street in Jackson, preparations for the sale will begin on Friday, September 8th, with donations being accepted from 2 to 6 p.m. Uh, donations, uh, most items accepted, no clothing, um, can be dropped off at the church. Uh, the yard sale will be held on Saturday, September 9th from 8 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. If you have any questions or would like to help volunteer, you can email Candy Austin at AMS one six zero two nine CB at AOL.com. AOL.com. Yes. This is what it says. That's an oldie but goodie. Yeah. So a little bit about nice. that. Um, over in Vinton County, a catfish tournament will be held at Lake Rupert on Saturday, September 16th from 6 p.m. to 2 a.m. Uh, the cost is $25 per person. Well, you, you catch the catfish yeah, at I know, night. You catch I don't know why you're li- why uh, you laugh. It's just funny. It's just like, at two, yeah, start in the evening. Yeah, 
Well, you, you ever you ever gone cat? Fishing? No, it's those I, things terrify me. I haven't been since I was younger, Not but I can chance. remember being out, you know, like catfishing. But it says organizers say that it's twenty five dollars per person. Organizers say that both boat and bank fishing is permitted. Um, there will be a fifty fifty raffle and other raffles. There also be a kids. Uh, tourney at noon with prizes per age group as well as casting contests participants over the age of 16 will obviously need a valid fishing license proceeds will support the jackson county 40 and 8 veteran food box giveaway Mm -hmm. i assume that's the one that they hold at christmas time uh there at the wilson american legion for any more information or questions you can contact tommy long 740-649-6568 Cool. So, and there we are. We're at ten o'clock. Made it to ten. I don't think I. Uh, With a few stories left. Yeah, and well, these are just briefs. I think I may have touched on some of this stuff on Monday anyway. So don't forget Friday night lights. That's right. Tonight football. Football tonight. What um, we have? We have Jackson home against uh, Willersburg seven o'clock tonight. Ooh, another toughie. Uh, Vinton County will be away at Trimble seven o'clock. Oak Hill will be home against Rock Hill at 7 o'clock, and Wellston will be away at Medford also at 7 o'clock. All kickoff times there, 7 o'clock kickoff times. Very cool. And I'm sure all our guys will be out in the thick of things. That's right, and don't forget Ohio State football starts tomorrow. Can you believe it? Go Buckeyes. Go Bucks. Sports ball. Mm-hmm. Yay, sports ball. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. Well, listen, it is Labor Day weekend. Be very, very careful out there. Be safe. Um, Be careful and safe. I don't want to have to write a story. Yes. Jeremiah would like to relax this weekend and not have to write bad stories. (laughs) We got a Hilco coming up next week on Wednesday. That's right. So don't forget about that because we got the holiday. We won't get to mention it on Monday. There you go. So we'll be back here on Tuesday. Uh, Enjoy some great weather. Um, Chill out. And we'll see you back here then. Thanks for watching and have a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye. This just in. The Telegram News has a new website. TheTelegramNews.com Same dedicated coverage. Same trustworthy news with a brand new look. Covering Jackson and Benton County and surrounding areas. Locally owned and operated, TheTelegramNews.com has its finger on the pulse of the community. Stay up to date on local events, high school sports, and breaking news. TheTelegramNews.com Subscribe today at TheTelegramNews.com Check it out.